Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go listeners. It's Jesse. We just wanted to let you know that this week's episode features some talk about uh, losing weight and uh, diets and uh, that kind of stuff. So if that's a sensitive issue for you, uh, just know that that's on the way. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, steel ghost type. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steel ghost type? Yeah. Are you a uh, are you a villain in Metal Gear Solid? No, Jordan, even better. Aw oh, man, I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start up one with Psycho Mantis. <laughs> Or Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> Wait, are these just random words you're saying? Uh, they are random words, but they are also uh, villains from the Metal Gear Solid series, yes. They sound like automatically generated passwords. Yeah, right. It is just, right, it is just caption nonsense. But, um, <laughs> but I've always wanted to host a podcast with one. Yeah. Talk about what it's like to... You know, try and get the best of Solid Snake, what Big Boss is like in real life. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. Sure. I don't think anybody's ever really going to get the best of Solid Snake. That's true. That's why they call him Solid. The guy's a rock. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Dependable. Very. Yeah, he'll pick you up from the airport. (laughs) (laughs) You need to move. Solid Snake has a truck. (laughs) He's he's coming in his- He'll help you move a couch. Post-apocalyptic nightmare vehicle. (laughs) Um, what are you, Electro Ghost? I'm a Sword Pokemon, a Steel Ghost. Sword Pokemon. That's great, man. Tell me more. Steel Ghost type. Uh, just like my hero, Dublade. So I don't know that much about Pokemon, so mm-hmm. you are, you're, you're losing me, man. Do you want me to list some of my possible moves? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, that'll get us back on track. Yes, please list your moves. Sword Stance. Mm-hmm. Fury Cutter. Ooh, that's a good one. The inimitable metal sound, mm. shadow sneak, iron defense, night slash. You knew I had night slash, right? Are you sure just reading off the back of a Pokemon card? Power trick. Uh huh. And of course, iron head. Yeah, good old iron head. You know, a lot of people aren't ready for iron head when I when I bring iron head mm-hmm. to the table. Yeah, like my hero Dublade. Dublade. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm reading out of the Pokemon Encyclopedia that my son has. <laughs> oh, that's nice from from Encyclopedia Britannica. That's what we read. You know how some children like to read a bedtime story. Yeah, you know, sure. Once upon a time, dark and stormy night. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, my son, uh, call me Ishmael. Um, my son just wants me to read. <laughs> He'll name a Pokemon and ask me to read out his attacks. <laughs> It'll lull him to sleep. <laughs> just the sweet song of the swords dance. As a kid, that was me in Dinosaur Facts. I just wanted to hear how long a Diplodocus was. Really? Oh, yeah, totally. I just wanted to like open up a dino book and hear about like bird-hipped dinosaurs versus lizard-hipped dinosaurs. <sighs> wow. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I think facts, facts are soothing. I think, <laughs> and I do consider Monster Pokemon's attacks to be facts. <laughs> I think Pokemon are real. Have you read the latest Q drop, Jesse? <laughs> oh, Pokemon no. are real. <laughs> oh no! And those thermometers fuck with your third eye, Jordan. Anyway, don't make me use autotomize on you. Oof, my one weakness. <laughs> 
Jesse, you know I have one weakness. Well, well two you, weaknesses. You're also... One? Yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> okay. I was going to guess cheesecake, but yeah. Oof. Three weaknesses. <laughs> uh, well, four weaknesses if you add in tackle. Is there a Pokemon that has a death by chocolate move? <laughs> Pokemon Kathy. <laughs> she has Ack Attack, <laughs> Death by Chocolate, and Swimsuit Season. Cathtor is an Ack type. Mm, yes. <laughs> Cathtor. Somebody Photoshop the Kathy Pokemon card. <laughs> we know you're out there. We know you have time. Photoshop the Kathy Pokemon card. Should we bring uh, our guest into this program and uh, find out what type of Pokemon he is? <laughs> yes. If he's a water type, I'm walking. You know, I said I wouldn't do any more podcasts with water types. Our guest on the program is not just a friend of ours of many, many years, but a beloved stand-up comic, a podcaster, a television host of programs including but not limited to Mystery Science Theater 3000, our friend and yours, Jonah Ray. Hi, Jonah. Hi, guys. How's it going? Also, I'm not a I'm not a host of Mystery Science Theater. I am an actor in it because it's not my name. It's Jonah Heston. So if we could please separate the art from the artist, I'd really appreciate it if you did that. Yeah, man and myth. Now, Jonah, can we talk to Jonah? Is Jonah there? <laughs> can we talk to him? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, put me on the spot, but sure. Let's see if we can do that. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> Which Jonah do you want to hear? Jonah Jonah Ray from Hidden America, Jonah Heston from Mystery Science Theater, or your friend Jonah Ray, only in the recent years revealing his last name to people? Boy, can we talk to Revolver Ocelot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sitting here listening to you guys have fun while I just had to sit. Um, I, I, it did seem, everything seemed like gibberish. I, I never got into uh, Pokemon. I think I, I missed out on that. I think so. Anytime anyone talks about it with such passion, it feels like they're 25 years younger than me. But they could easily be <laughs> Jordan's age, which is, I think, is my age. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. And I think we probably experienced some similar uh, some similar assumptions about our character. I think when you're into some nerdy stuff, people assume you're into all nerdy stuff. Yes. So I think I get a lot of questions about Star Trek and Pokemon, which I cannot answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a huge thing. That would always happen. I mean, that happens in any kind of uh, subculture um, where it's, you know, it's like, oh, you like this, so you must also like that. Sure. Um, and then, yeah. you know, and then like, uh, you know, because I like horror, I should also be like really well versed in Italian horror, which is great. But I only really know the hits. I only know the singles, you know. I don't, sure. I didn't... You only know the Giallo movies. <laughs> the Jello movies. Yes, the Jello movies. <laughs> I have the same problem uh, with being artsy. Mm. You'll assume just because I'm artsy, I know about a lot about Marina Abramovich. But that's modern art, right? Is that considered modern art as opposed to, are you a fine artist, a classic artist? I mean... Contemporary contemporary art, I would say, probably. I mean, she's known for her conceptual and performance art. Yeah. You know, body art, endurance art, that kind of thing. So it sounds like you do know a lot. It does sound like you, you do know your shit, R.E. Abramovich. I know... Uh, I Look... You know enough. I know enough to get myself in trouble, okay? Okay. Yeah. That's, right. I think that's a real, like, a, it's a trait that a lot of us have, um... Of just knowing it's like a jack of all trades of knowledge, 
where it's like, you know, enough to get by. Like, I don't know anything about sports, but I know like enough to have like a very surface level conversation about, uh, you know, baseball. Sure. You could say something like, wow, those New York Jets sure are hapless. The, the <laughs> football team, the New York Jets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jonah, you mentioned horror movies, uh, and that interests me for two reasons. One, because this is episode 666, so... Wow, the episode of the Beast. Gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah, you're here for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, but I was... So, so, Jonah, you are a big horror movie guy, and I was mm. wondering if in, in, in this, the perhaps most horrific of years... Are you watching more or less horror? Like, is it is it fun to see gore to you, or is it you know? Yeah. Or are you just you know watching those Yule logs that are uh, on YouTube? <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh, what's funny is that the streaming, the horror streaming service Shutter has a um, their own kind of Yule log where it's just a like a jack o' lantern with like little kind of spooky sound effects and. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> but um, you know, I have been watching a lot of. I, I mean, because horror is escapist. Uh, at least like you know the kind of fantastical horror stuff, and it kind of shows. It shows like a worse reality and i think that's um that's kind of what i like about horror uh is that it's just like uh well at least you know candy man's not going after me sure uh, yeah uh, it's, uh, it's just gonna be a lot worse there could be a candy man situation yeah um but there are certain things where it's like but i won't i've i've not really watched a lot of dramas because i just kind of go like oh, what do i want to like or i haven't watched any kind of like i usually watch a ton of uh Real crime documentaries. I like haven't bothered watching anything or anything about cults. Like you know, it's like everyone's going crazy for the vow, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. We live in a country that is, uh, you know, half cult. And um, sure. uh, pick your half. You don't know where I am politically. Um, <laughs> He's a mystery. You're never gonna pin down Jonah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Jokes on you. Jonah's a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Dixiecrat. <laughs> I had you pegged for a bull moose, my friend. The bull moose party. Taft really showed them. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> for more yeah. years. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I have also found myself watching uh, watching a lot of horror. Um, I think a lot be- because of, like, one of the, like, three social things I can do is, like, watch the same movie as someone and we have a Google Hangout window open. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it, it's not. Uh, nope, it's not real fun. But it is a it is a carob to funds chocolate. It is a methadone to funds heroin. Well, all this, all this is just for, you know analogous to real life. You know all the things that we have to do. Sure, it's a weird sketch someone drew of life with their non dominant hand. Yeah, you know something I wouldn't have ever done or thought was like maybe even fun was getting together with people and playing uh, Quiplash, but I have a blast. I have a blast doing it. Yeah, I've played a couple Quiplashes too, and I think in in a time where normal socializing is available, I, w- I would probably have, have scoffed at Quiplash, mm-hmm. but uh, now um, it's like being on ecstasy at a rave. I, th- <laughs> I do not know what Quiplash is. Can you guys tell me what Quiplash is? Yeah, it's a, it's a Jackbox game, um, which is, uh, you know, they, they, the people who made You Don't Know Jack, those kind of quiz party games, basically. Um, and they made these apps where, um, and Quiplash is one of the games in it, where it has these prompts. So kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but I guess more like Say Anything, where it's like, um, 
Like, what's the worst thing you could say to somebody that you're in a sleeping bag with? It's just like dumb prompts, and then everyone just kind of types in their jokes or what they think the you know that the, what their answer is on the phone, and then it kind of like uh, two answers will come up, and then people vote on which one they think is funnier. And is the winner always? I had beans for dinner. <laughs> yes, and it's because every answer is always like uh, something to do with a sleeping bag. So you're right when you have that. <laughs> but it's funny because it's like you know I like I I've used to write on a lot of like you know I used to write jokes for like TV shows and I don't anymore and it, it kind of does have that feeling and Jordan uh, tell me if you agree with this it kind of does have that uh, fun writers room feeling of like you're not trying you're not going to make any joke that's going to get on air but you're just trying to make that that writer's room laughter kind yeah, of yeah right moment. you're like like my joke about the the challenger explosion will not make it on the air <laughs> but it will this will make vanessa ramos laugh yes it feels it's that feeling of um and it really like it really oh quickly devolves into like early 2000s alternative comedy level like um it's like AIDS, like, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, we love to say AIDS, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we, we really had a good time. Saying AIDS. Um, but you were talking about horror movies. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's, um, so I, I, guess I was saying that one of my, you know, because one of my social things is watch it, start the same movie at the same time as someone and have a Google chat window open. Like, I don't know. Horror is just great for that. Horror is just like, I don't know. It really works for like something you can kind of chat through a little bit and react to and goof on. I don't know. It's been great for it. You know, my, it's funny. Deanna, uh, my wife, she doesn't, she likes talking through movies and about movies. Um, but she, and I do sometimes, but she doesn't seem to get when I don't want to. Like today we were watching Mank and she started to talk about like the body language of one of the actors uh-huh. um, because she's, you know, she's very like, you know, well-trained in, in acting and kind of like is able to pick up on that stuff. And I just kind of have to like, not like, I don't want to say give her a look like I'm, you know, some domineering husband, but it's kind of, it's a non-look. It's a, it's a head nod while keeping my eyes even more firmly planted onto the TV screen mm-hmm. and just kind of a, uh-huh. You're like, I'm trying I'm t- to mank I'm tr- here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to mank. Jesse, I was absolutely going to say exactly I'm trying to mank here. <laughs> I'm manking over here. There's some movies you do and some movies yeah. you don't do that. You don't with, goof like, on mank. You goof on cats. Well, we're watching The Gate 2. Uh, co-starring Pamela Adlon. Um, yeah, you make you, you can. It's fine to make jokes during that time and talk about other stuff. Well, I would show more respect I, to the not, voice of Bobby Hill, Jonah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point. That's my purse. I don't know you, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> She's your sugar bear. <laughs> this flower is Wilton. Let's all say our favorite Bobby Hill lines. Oh man, uh, what isn't my favorite Bobby Hill line? <laughs> One of the best characters uh, in television history. Sure, yeah. easy. No doubt I mean, it's, actually, I'd say like I'd say every almost every uh, everybody every character in King of the Hill is in the top fifty of American television best characters. Yeah, yeah. that's totally fair. That's <laughs> yeah. entirely fair. Chuck Mangione is better than everyone on The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, big pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what is the what is the strangest uh, or goofiest horror movie that you have watched uh, during this uh, time of horror, Jonah? Um, it's it's got to be. Oh shoot! I just 
forgot the name of it. Uh, but my friend uh, Jim does this thing called Cinematic Void. It's Nightmare on Something Street. It's Nightmare on Sesame Ooh. Street. It was a it was a porn it was a porn parody. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow, it does sound like a genuine nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds genuinely horny. So <laughs> we're just different in that way. Yeah, but it's uh, our friend Jim does Cinematic Void, and uh, it's kind of like his little like he'll do it on his YouTube. But he used to do screenings at like the Egyptian and of weird horror movies, and he'll do like Giallo Fest and Jello Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's been doing kind of a, you know, a USA Up All Night kind of thing where he'll host um, a movie that's kind of cheesy and bad and then do like interstitials uh, to talk about the movie or do sketches. And so Deanna's been doing a lot of sketches for um, for it. And I've been helping her with them. And uh, and the, one of the movies that we had to do was this. It was just so terrible and so dumb and so inept. Uh, and cheap and a lot of like, you know, day for night kind of uh, shots. And then, but one of, one of the weirdest things in it is that um, like everyone's at this kind of, I think it's a high school dance party or it's just this small town Halloween party or something like that. Um, but like a guy's outside and he just starts to go into a stand-up act, like a full on, like, you know, women, women are crazy. Right. And then like the other actors are standing around this guy doing a stand-up act um, laughing at the act as if he's like just a guy that's funny at a party but then it's a full-on 80s stand-up act where he's wow. like you know like bending over and doing physical comedy bits and I, I i can't i'm sorry i can't remember the name of the movie and driving me crazy yeah was it is do you think it's just a thing where that actor was also a stand-up and the director thought he was funny and was just such a bad director he's like and then you do uh do do 10 minutes in the middle of the movie and then we'll get back to the story yeah do your thing i think that's exactly what it was and they say you don't get discovered anymore at the comedy store that's <laughs> sure uh Jesse, in speaking of things we're watching, are you yeah. ingesting the Pokemon? Are you making? Are you, are ma- you making it? Are you making over there, baby? <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you? Do your kids want to ingest the Pokemon mm. like movies and TV show? There was a time when they did. They really they were playing Pokemon tonight, but that was the first time they played Pokemon in maybe a month. Mm-hmm. The, like the speed with which. A seven-year-old goes through obsessions is astonishing. I mean, especially given a total absence of outside influence. Like, I'm sure if my son was in first grade right now, as he's, you know, meant to be, uh, and he was, like, hanging... Like, the, the fact that everyone is on a different discovering Pokemon timeline would kind of keep Pokemon in his personal zeitgeist. Uh, but he sort of burned through Pokemon... And is all Star Wars all the time now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Which is mm. a lot better for me. Like, I'm not sure it's better. I'm not sh- sure he's really ready to be all Star Wars all the time, like emotionally, in terms of the amount of pretty intense violence and good versus evil stuff in Star Wars. But uh, in general, for me, it works out much better because, I, I, as you know, Jordan, I'm a medium Star Wars guy. I'm glad to watch Star Wars. Yeah, you're a legendary uh, medium and- Star Wars guy. And watching Pokemon as a man who has no nostalgia for Pokemon or and doesn't have the uh, personal inclination to memorize the names of different Pokemons. I do not find that interesting or satisfying. Um, It is a fucking nightmare. Uh, It's really, really 
really it's hard even just to hear uh, like if it's playing, like sometimes they'll have what's called dinner show, which is while my wife or I are making dinner in order to make room for that in our lives, we will let them watch a TV show uh, while we, you know, cook or prepare dinner. And so they'll be 10, 15 feet away from us watching a, a show on a laptop. And when they're watching Pokemon, it like makes me want to tear my hair out. But that said, reading the book that's just a list of Pokemons I really get a kick out of. I like how there's all these different <laughs> Pokemons. I like how they have these funny names and they turn in from this thing into that thing. That part of it is actually the part that makes the most sense to me. Hmm. You need to do a podcast that's just you being blown away by Pokemon text. And what was that guy that did that California public access show, the traveling California guy? Huel Hauser. Oh, Huel Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, Charizard. Oh. <laughs> Snorlax. Oh, my. Oh. Now, now you're, you're trying to tell me. Jorge, come over here and get a shot of this Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> He's evolving. Wow. <laughs> oh, Squirtle. Isn't that just too much? He truly is. Pokemon's gold. <laughs> I'm I'm so delighted how this <laughs> regional PBS host from my youth has now just become a comedy pull. I just love that. <laughs> well, Do you think it was a Domian? He is. It's, I yeah, think I think it's it was a James Adomian. Dana, Dana, Gould Dana Gould did it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's Dana right, Gould yeah. did it a long time. I think Dana Gould maybe got him into being an animation voice and things. Um, but Huel Hauser, I did not grow up with, even though I am a native Californian. Um, I've heard that there were places in Northern California that he was on public television, but I watch a lot of public TV as a kid. You guys will be stunned to learn. <laughs> and, um, and I never saw Huel Hauser until I moved to Los Angeles. But the thing about Huel Hauser is he's an, he is, there are a few people who so embody both absolute ridiculousness and genuine genius like he is exceptionally good at his job while also being completely ridiculous he's like mm -hmm. regis philbin or something like he's really yeah. good at what he does but it is also completely absurd and mm -hmm. hilarious that's a good point there is something kind of special about the kind of people that just really want to be like uh, a host and mm -hmm. like embody that entirely to, to the best of their abilities there's something that because there's like you know uh, i always think about like you know conan doesn't seem like he ever really truly <laughs> wanted yeah. to be a host of a tv <laughs> yeah, show that's true he you can tell he's got he's he's like a real performer and yeah. he's good at it and he likes thinking of funny things <laughs> yes exactly and like there was always kind of that sadness of uh letterman i always felt yep. you know sure yeah i think letterman you get the impression that he just at some point realized it was all he was good at. <laughs> like, not that he wanted it, just he's just like, well, I can't, I can't write an act, but people like it when I do stuff. Well, this is what it is. Yeah. I, um, you know, the, my first, you know, non-coffee-fetching showbiz jobs were hosting. So I've done a little bit of it. And, the, like, the thing that I could never do that always just hurt me in my core was I could never say, let's check it out. And that is, you, you just, you need to say that so fucking much in that job. 
and like yeah. you know like I my the, the hosting I started out doing was like funny hosting and you know it was kind of a, a joke about hosting in a way and it's like but then you know it's like okay well now I should try and get actual jobs at this and they all required me to say let's check it out and I couldn't it, I'm I can do it now because I'm dicking on it and it's no one's paying me but then I just mm. I wouldn't say it and people would get mad at me I'm like hey I don't want to say let's check it out and they're like why won't this fucking guy say let's check it out that's all this job is anyway yeah for people and for people that want to know like it's like when do you when does when do these people say let's check it out it's the thing that's said by the host uh right before in this package that they're hosting it cuts to fast motion yeah um, <laughs> camera work going through like a convention floor or an event of some sort, and you just go, hey, I'm standing here with, and then like, and both Jordan and I had done a, have done a ton of those things. Like that was kind of like our living here and there for a good part of like the mid 2000s, I think. Yeah, it, it, they play in that fast motion, they play what I would call the royalty free equivalent of like <laughs> yeah shackety shacks the yakety sacks uh royalty free version yeah <laughs> uh hill hauser was absolutely for real like many years ago when i first started doing put this on my menswear blog and uh video series we did our first episode me and past jordan jesse go guest adam lissagor directed it and, and did a segment in it and we had this premiere party, and somebody jokingly said to me, like, you should invite Huel Hauser to your premiere party. Uh, and I was like, fine, I will invite Huel Hauser to my premiere party. Ha, 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 ha. And I just went on, like, californiasgold.com or whatever and sent an email to the email address that was on there that said, hey, we're having a premiere party for our fashion series. Uh, it's in Pasadena on such and such day. And Huel Hauser emailed me back and said, that sounds fun. I'd love to be there. And he totally, <laughs> he totally came. And like in California, in Southern California, especially for Huel Hauser to walk into a room like this, like if, if Tom Hanks or George Clooney or Timothy Chalamet or uh, Anne Hathaway walked into the room, everyone would have been like, acting cool and pretending that they didn't they weren't excited to see Anne Hathaway uh but when Huel Hauser walks into a room it's like if Norm from Cheers walked in like everyone <laughs> everyone basically immediately has him up on their shoulders like throwing him in the air and singing for he's a jolly good fellow it is like a magical experience for him to to walk into the room do you think that's a that's um that's because of him or do you think that's a certain level of celebrity where there's it's like the attainable person that you're like i bet they could i get i bet i could date them no like i feel like <laughs> I think we all kind of wanted to date Heelhauser. Let's all just put it out there on the table. Uh, well, it's funny you should mention that because Adam accidentally went on a date with Heelhauser. Mm. Uh, after that, he had a long conversation with Heelhauser at that party, and Heelhauser said we should have lunch sometime. And I remember Adam texting me from that lunch uh, and saying, uh, Heelhauser is being very nice about it, but I think he thought this was a date. Oh. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, uh, he he took Adam to some kind of uh, secret cafe inside City Hall or something. Something very Hulk. Wow, amazing! 
I bet they had Cobb and Caesar salad. Exactly. No such place exists, Jonah. <laughs> no such blasphemy. <laughs> um, there are two soups of the day. <laughs> um, I think it's Huel. I mean, like, I feel like I don't. It's not like I th- don't think that if you know local weatherman, you know Rocky Storms. Uh, came into the party, people wouldn't have been happy to see him. Yeah. But there is a special kind of love for somebody that projects that much love into the world, you know? There's a very short list of people like that, I think. RuPaul. I met RuPaul once. RuPaul's kind of like that. RuPaul, definitely. RuPaul, like, brings joy to every room. Um, But do you think that's a a higher level of being um, that is able to project that much love? Um, and have it and receive it as well. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not higher than me, baby. Okay. Right. Can I close the loop on something from the podcast a few weeks ago? Yeah, thank you. Oh, right before you do that, before you do that, the movie was called Hack O Lantern. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Wow. Go ahead, Jordan. Wait, was that was the character doing the jokes the titular Hack O Lantern? No. No, he was not, but that is very funny. But the movie was called Hack O Lantern. So it wasn't about being a hack comedian. It was about chopping people up? No, no. He's just in one scene. Uh, and there's also there's also a band uh in it that you could tell this guy, this or whoever made it was just like I'm going to get the stripper I know, the comedian I know, and the metal band I know to be in this movie. (laughs) Boom, you got a movie. (laughs) The band is just the band of that guy uh, who gets Vulcan death gripped by Spock on the bus in Star (laughs) Trek IV. That's Kirk Thatcher. Is that the guy's name? Do you know the guy's name? That's the punk on the bus, right? Yeah, all I know about him is that he was like a grip or something on the movie, and when they were playing the punk music, he's like, uh, that's not really... Here, here's my band's thing. And then they, they had him be the guy. Uh, one of the main punks from that movie is Kirk Thatcher, who is a huge, he was like the guy that created dinosaurs. He's a huge Henson guy, like worked under Henson for years and years and years. Oh. And I've become friends with him through like the, you know, the convention, the nerd convention circuit. To the dinosaurs fan community. <laughs> yes, exactly. From DinoCon. <laughs> yeah. You guys call yourselves the Not the Mama. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's like a real, like Jim Henson's creature shop. He was like uh, directed, I think like Muppet Treasure Island. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. That was just a fun fact for you. That's great. Yeah, that is a fun fact. That was very fun for me. Now close that loop. Close that loop. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, okay, I'm new to the gram. I'm new to Instagram. It was my new year's resolution. I finally did it. I joined Instagram. Love to engage fans over there. You had previously been about the slow gram lifestyle. That's when you mail a picture selfies. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I was mailing mailing filtered Polaroids to people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In uh, two to four weeks, you'll get a thirst trap. <laughs> 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 you gotta wait. That's what makes it special. Um, what are so I, I people talk about the Instagram ad algorithm a lot, and I want to know what what you two get for your Instagram algorithm ads. Oh, yeah. Um, I get a lot of uh, at-home workout gear, oddly enough. I get, like, mainly, like, a 
a rowing machine. Oh, interesting. I don't know why. I, I, I've been seeing, I've been seeing that one a lot, and I've been seeing the uh, that not they called it like it's a dumb phone, but I can't remember what it's called. But it's like uh, one of those new phones that just does text. Uh, you can text on it. You can make phone calls. Um, and play music, and that's all you can do on it. Oh, right for mm. th- for like calming your brain and being present and stuff. Yeah, it, you know the phone clearly heard me talking about because um, I was off of social media for from like April to I think uh, mid August. Oh wow, okay. And and it was uh, it was great. I felt like I had gotten sober. Like it's like you know like uh, for people who drink regularly, there's every once in a while you'll take like a month or so off of drinking and. Um, and you get this like, you know, clarity in your head mm-hmm. that you sure. didn't realize was never there um, because you're, you know, sleepy. Um, but that's kind of how I felt when I got off of it. And I think and then I went to go. I was feeling down one day um, just at, as that happens for all of us. And um, I like I was like, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. I wouldn't mind just kind of posting a picture of me the way I look now and just get that validation. And it's like, I'm, I'm saying this, it's like, I'm not embarrassed by it because that's kind of what everyone does anyway with this stuff. It's a, it's that feedback that you want. And, and I was feeling down and I posted it and got a ton of likes and a ton of great comments and it fucking worked and it made me feel better. (laughs) And then I was, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden, and then the next thing I posted was like a funny video I made and it fucking got nothing. I was like, ah, <laughs> it's <fuck."> over. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I get a lot, a lot for like um, meditation apps, uh, the rowing machine and that, that phone, whatever that phone, the light phone, I think it's called. Oh, wow. I get sort of miscellaneous stuff and then I get a lot of menswear stuff. I wish that I got more things related like – Whatever the products, you know, I follow this uh, scruffy dog called City Willie, mm-hmm. and I wish that mm-hmm. I wish that I got City Willie related products. But in fact, I think it just it, it just knows that like I because it's a put this on account. I follow a bunch of fa- fancy menswear stuff. It just sends me fancy menswear stuff, you know. But you don't find any of it useful or appealing. No, I mean like. Sometimes it sends me fancy menswear stuff that like I would otherwise be interested in. The thing that I do fall for constantly is there's this uh, brand of baseball hat called Ebbets Field Flannels, and they'll post some new new weird minor league baseball team hat from 1934, and I'll find hmm. myself flicking through it and then remembering that it's an ad and I should stop flicking through it because it's only encouraging Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah, have you ever thought about buying the fitness equipment or the Be Present phone or anything like that? I've I've like multiple times gotten very close to buying that that phone. Um, the thing about it is, though, that I like taking pictures and I like making videos, and I have a really good video editing app um, on my phone. And I yeah, I, you're a, I don't you're know. a really good photographer. I I I've been following you. you on the Insta, and I think your your photography is uh, it's great. It's it's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's like it's just something that I it's like a hobby and I like to do it and or you know, I like to make a song and then record it and make a video of it and put it up on there. Yeah, just like I I, I that the the smartphone allows me to do that and that's kind of what keeps me away from. But the thing is the temptation is also where I read my fucking books and you know. Yeah. I understand the the interest though in like detoxing from social media and focusing on other stuff. 
Um, I guess I would just be worried if I got one of those dumb phones. Does it still do pornos? <laughs> <laughs> they only they look like the game Snake. Uh-huh. It's just a, it, it comes with a copy of Laser Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. Oh man. Remember when screensavers were also games? Oh yeah, sure. That's right, yeah, yeah. That's something Leisure Suit Larry era. Can you do that, Morris Hulhauser? <laughs> wow, the screensaver's also a game. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> uh I've been on Instagram a few months and my and I was kind of like preparing myself for this like ad thing i'm like okay like i'll be talking about something and it'll shoot it back at me or you know i'm gonna get bombarded for this stuff and i'm gonna get tricked into buying it because we're all a little fragile right now um but i get exclusively chicken sandwiches i get (laughs) basically only chicken sandwiches (laughs) okay so i my sister's birthday i bought her a pan And then for like a week afterwards, I got that same pan. And I was like, I've already bought this fucking pan. I guess, you know, maybe I should buy one of these pans. No, I've already bought the pan. So I had the pan for a little while. And then it just went back to chicken sandwiches. Is it possible? And I'm I'm thinking the workout equipment, the pan, uh, the... Uh, I get I get marketed a lot of deodorant. Is it possible that when we're we're ascribing a lot of power to this algorithm? Mm-hmm. But do you think there may just be one input, and it's it can tell that maybe we're a little chunky? <laughs> They're like, ah, you, hey, enjoy this uh, sandwich, there, chunky boy. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like it's got it's an aioli not, on it, <laughs> chunkster. Just that so- it can detect sort of being f- five or ten pounds heavier than you'd like to be. <laughs> you know, there there is something to that because I used to get a lot of uh, Noom. Like Noom is like that dieting lifestyle kind of weight loss app, and I would get a lot of that. But since I've dropped a ton of weight, um, that's when the that's when the workout stuff started happening. Like, uh, it's like, oh, it's almost like it's, it's all, it's all my picture. It says, yeah, the, the, the chub is gone, but you got to start toning, buddy. <laughs> right. You got to get some definition, man. It's all about definition. <laughs> Here's a kettlebell for you. <laughs> um, I have like changed my diet pretty, pretty intensely over the past couple months. So I don't do a lot of carbs these days, or I'm like really, really watching my carbs. And I, so I don't eat a lot of chicken sandwiches. I'm not buying these things, but I am fucking slowing down and looking at them. So, I mean, I think that's probably... Wait, how do you... What do you, what do you mean? Is it like a regional so it's, chicken sandwich? Or is it like you order these chicken sandwiches online? How is it a chicken sandwich? Yeah, it's, it's a chicken... Yeah, so it's like a restaurant in the air. But so, here's the thing. Mostly it's like places near you that are selling a chicken sandwich. But sometimes... Like, you know, I've never gotten something that specific. But like, I've never gotten like an LA specific. One time it was in Sacramento. I'm like, I can't get this chicken sandwich even if I wanted it. Sacramento. Yeah. What do you think I am? Gray Davis? Yeah. That guy loves a chicken sandwich. Anyway. <laughs> he does love a chicken sando. I ordered one of those chicken sandwiches once, but it's just because I wanted to watch that thing where you, you know, you cut open the packaging and it like expands in front of you. What? I, I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Are you thinking of Casper mattresses? I think they're made of memory foam or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. I gotcha. Yeah, I, I thought you were act- talking about an actual thing, but I was. I said your joke to you. I thought you guys were like starting to like 
like kind of like sneakily go into an ad. <laughs> that would be smooth. That would be fucking smooth. That's not a chicken sandwich. That's the best mattress around. Casper mattresses. Who needs a chicken sandwich when you've got meal boxes delivered right to your door? I had a great uh, uh, chicken sandwich. There's a vegan like burger and uh, fried chicken sandwich place uh, in Highland Park called Wolfie's. And I, I got that yesterday for dinner i was very it's very very good yeah. vegan chicken sandwich huh what do they make that out of seitan uh probably yeah you got an aioli on there chickpea no it was it was a buffalo style oh yeah good mm. call good choice you good know choice. buffalo yeah. buffalo sauce that's a powerful sauce mm-hmm. i so, use it constantly sometimes i will roast cauliflower and put buffalo sauce on there and i'm like you know what like cauliflower is not that good, but it doesn't really matter if you put buffalo sauce on it because it yeah. tastes like buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce tastes great. Yeah, but and mm-hmm. it's great for like if you want some if you miss mayonnaise and want mm-hmm. just to be like. Did you try to fancy up the word mayonnaise? If you miss mayonnaise, mayonnaise. <laughs> not consciously, but now maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Uh, That's how fondly you think of mayonnaise. That's how much you miss yes, it. Yes, I. Oh, I, I gave mayonnaise. I gave, <laughs> how I desire thee, dearest mayonnaise. <laughs> it has been a fortnight since I've supped upon your juiciness. <laughs> to spread you over the carbs that I deprive myself of regularly. It's like a civil war letter that I'm writing to mayonnaise. Jordan, has there been any particular thing that has been? <laughs> Has there been a particular thing that's been hard to not eat in the absence of carbs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the main thing just that I've kicked that I still think about is chips. And it's because I'm in my house so much, and that's like my favorite house activity is to sit quietly and eat chips. Um, <laughs> it's hard to be quiet when you're eating chips. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> They're crunching all over town. Especially kettle chips. All right, now who's sliding into an ad, asshole? <laughs> Sun Chips has made a new bag. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've kind that's of, quiet. I've like kind of given up bread because my my wife is allergic to wheat, mm-hmm. and so and I don't like I don't really love bread, so it's just not in the house, um, or at least there's only kinds that that kids like uh, in the house, and uh, so so I don't eat bread, but I have found myself bringing home like two or three different kinds of chips from the store, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is my body telling me that it misses bread. Yeah, yeah, chips are good. That's um, like a that's a thing that happens if like a I take a break from drinking. Like I'll be like, man, man we gotta get some ice cream or some cookies because yeah. it's my body going. Where's that? Where's that sugar you usually put in me? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I feel um, like if if I went on a diet, it, I the I would just Google. Is ice cream allowed? Like, rather than go on a no ice cream diet, I would more trust an all ice cream diet for me. I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys this. I've been eating everything that I like to eat, mm-hmm. and I and I have lost um, since the beginning of the year forty pounds. Whoa, pretty good. Wow. Yeah, I uh, like. I'm the least I've ever weighed, um, and like even like three years ago, I was. Uh, like I just weighed in at 199, and like um, at I was 270 pounds three years ago. Holy moly! Yeah, and and it really like it's like I always was I was always struggling to try and like figure out how to lose weight. I thought I would like I thought working out, working out, that's the thing I got to do. Uh, I would work out a ton three days a week. Like when I had like a job, I would be with a trainer, you know, doing stuff on the off days. 
uh, not eating carbs. Um, and none of it ever seemed to work. I was, I was like, oh, I'll do the slow carb diet. So you have the cheat day or I'll do, um, you know, this thing or that thing. Or then like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe it's like I got to cut out drinking. Maybe drinking's the culprit. And then I just, um, I st- and this is going to sound real cheesy and dumb. And I'm not saying this to, to like be braggadocious about any of this stuff. It's just like, it's, it's I'm very happy with that. I've f- been able to like kind of figure it out for myself after all this time. And it's like, um, I started meditating regularly and that amount of like extra brain space that meditation gave me allowed me to like not overeat when I ate and then like not like snack when I didn't really need to. And all it was was like I just didn't eat as much. I still eat all the same stuff. Like it's like I just like have more room in my brain to kind of go like I'll wake up in the morning and go, you know what? Like a fucking burrito sound would sound great today. I'll do that for dinner. So until then, I'm going to keep it kind of easy. So you're still just eating the burritos. It's only burrito diet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have been more clear about that. But uh, but yeah, but it's like, but then like, I, it's like, I kind of go like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't mind having like, and like go really going for it. Not going like, ah, I'll, I'll have like a, you know, a version of a burrito that's healthy. It's like, I'm going to have the fucking burrito, but I'm going to like, you know, make sure I, I you know keep everything else in check. I usually just eat a regular burrito, but I put cauliflower on top. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> little buffalo yeah. sauce? Yeah. Sure. Meditating is one of those annoying things that like ev- everyone, every professional will tell you is good for you. <laughs> I was just having that conversation with my CPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any professional, any health professional will tell you it's a good thing. And like, I don't want to do it, but when I sit down and do it, I'm like, Fuck that works. Fuck you, doctors. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm it's cr- mad at it's how, crazy. Like, why it works anyway. Hello, Jordan. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's me, Dr. Fauci. Oh no. Jonah, run. It's a it's a running bit that <laughs> maybe you don't know about. Run. <laughs> the running of the bits. Jonah, I'm America's doctor, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I can't Take a little fucking walk. Take a little fucking walk every day and then sit cross-legged and don't think about nothing. (laughs) Count your breaths, Jordan. Get out of here. It doesn't have to be religious, Jordan. You can still be a Christian and meditate. Just cross your legs and count your breaths. Pound sand, Fauci. Get out of here. I'm not going to meditate. <laughs> oh, man. Thank God we got rid of that Dr. Fauci. Huh? That guy's always yeah. inserting himself into conversations where he's unwelcome. <laughs> Classic Fauci. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't change his mind on what he wanted you to do. Right, guys? Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You guy's always taking into account new information. I hate that. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the members of MaximumFun.org. Our thanks to every single person who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join and become a member. You've gotten us through all of our tough times, and we appreciate it. 
We're also this week supported by, well, speaking of Jordan Jesse Go listeners, Fortunato Chocolate. This Wait, is a Fortunato Chocolate? Oh, you mean podcastchocolate.com slash JJ Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, Jordan, th- so I have a treat cabinet at my house. Can mm-hmm. I tell you about this? Uh, no, you haven't told me about the treat cabinet. I got this treat cabinet. I did not establish the treat cabinet. It was established by my treat-loving wife, Teresa, uh, who eats everything like a bird and so is perfectly fine eating as many treats as she wants. And um, in this treat closet, there usually there's like some gummies and there'll be some marshmallows because my kids like to eat marshmallows. And, you know, it's just little treats and and whatnot. And there's been these two bars of Fortunato chocolate in there, one of them milk and one of them dark. And these are hefty one pound, 1.1 pound bars. These are big bars. And I'm not really supposed to eat chocolate because it gives me migraines if I eat too much of it. But I've been going into the treat treat cabinet like every other day and just breaking off a little piece of this chocolate because it is genuinely amazingly good. It's so <laughs> like, good. It is it's spectacularly crazy. good. It's crazy good. And yeah, I feel like it's been so long since I've just had a piece of chocolate without like peanut butter or nougat or something in it. Um, yeah. And I wasn't sure that it was going to blow my balls off, but this stuff blew my fucking balls off. It's just a really, really delicious piece of chocolate. They got milk, they got dark, and they got nibs. There's nibs, Jesse. Cacao nibs. Those nibs are real good, too. There's a, you know, here's the thing. Like, so much of the, like, fancy chocolate mar- market is dominated by people who are trying to convince you that their chocolate is, like, the only chocolate that's enjoyed by the richest people on Earth. You know what I mean? Like everything is like wrapped in golden foil with like pictures of Cigar Aficionado magazine on it and stuff. And um, this is just like for many, many years, Fortunato chocolate was sold just to fancy restaurants. Like it was like a, uh, it it was, you know, what, what you, what you got served at a restaurant with Michelin stars. Um, But more recently they've decided to go to direct to consumer and that means that, like, you get access to the actual fanciest chocolate, not the chocolate with the fanciest wrapper around it, the actual f- fanciest chocolate. And it is so good. And best of all, like, they spent like a decade building up relationships with farmers in Peru, living in Peru. This dude that listens to Jordan Jesse Go, uh, you know, was in Peru making friends with farmers. And so it, you know that on the other end of it, they're getting paid fairly which I know makes me feel better. Plus, he registered the URL podcastchocolate.com. So yeah. all you have to do is go to podcastchocolate.com slash JJGo. Yeah, it's available, we said, in uh, 36% milk, 47% dark milk, and 68% dark. And of course, those nibs I mentioned, uh, it's 1.1 pound bars, minimal packaging, It is, and it is totally affordable. Like, I am, like, we do not get a discount for reading those ads, but I've totally gotten it as holiday gifts, and I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's going to be a, a big hit. Uh, podcastchocolate.com slash JJGo. Uh, fun, affordable chocolate. We're also supported this week by our friends over at Manscaped. You know, Manscaped makes personal grooming products for dudes like you and me mm-hmm. who want to keep it clean downtown and upstairs. <laughs> if you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for the holiday season, 
Look no further because Manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Uh, And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. I know we got listeners in all three of those places. So good news, Europeans, Canadians, and Australians, you can now manscape. Can I can I tell you something, Jordan? I yeah. I uh, got one of their nasal and ear hair uh, care products, the Weed Whacker, mm-hmm. and uh, I, but I accidentally got two of them. Now one of them is in regular rotation at my house, but one of them I had to figure out what to do with it. I thought I'm going to give this as a gift, and I thought who who can I give this as a gift to that I won't alienate because I, they feel like I am making fun of their nose and ear hair. And I thought, well, I have a I have a colleague, a Maximum Fund colleague, uh, with whom I work very closely, uh, who lives right nearby. I thought I'll just drop it by his house. I'll let him know, uh, I, you know, I got an extra one of these, but I have one and I really like it. I think you might enjoy it. I brought it by, and uh, he he just texted me earlier today to tell me how much he loves trimming his nose and ear hair with the weed whacker, which is a weird thing to get a text about, but it's God's own truth. It's very fun. It's fun. It's genuinely fun. Yeah. (laughs) They got the weed whacker, they got the ball trimmers, and they also have uh, a couple fun alternate self-care products that you can get. Great stocking stuffers. The crop preserver, that's ball deodorant. That's to make your balls smell better. Yeah, if you got those stank balls, you got to do something about it. Don't have stank balls. Don't let stank balls run away with your love life. (laughs) They got the crop mop. These are ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Yeah. The crop mop ball wipes. You can uh, be prepared by wiping it down. You got to wipe it down. Well, I think that that is what the opportunity is. You just never know when you're going to have an opportunity to wipe your balls. Whether this is for Isn't that a, what they're saying? <laughs> yeah, they're saying that you you never know when an opportunity strikes to wipe your balls, so you right. should always be prepared by having the ball wipes with you. Having the crop mop ball wipes on hand. There's a lot of situations where you shouldn't mop your balls. I mean, if you're doing a presentation at work, that's the last thing you sure. want to do. Yeah, absolutely. If, if there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning in the in the World Series of Baseball, you can't mop your ball you can't mop your balls right then. But then later on, if you have a private moment, you want to make sure you have the wipes there with you because the opportunity has struck. So yeah, wait for a private moment, wipe your balls, and then go right back to accepting your Golden Globe Award. (laughs) Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code JJGO. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Uh, manscaped Manscaped.com and the code is JJGO. Let's get back to the show. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Jonah Ray, man. Solid. (laughs) Solid nickname. Jonah, you're a man's man. When you say you're a man's man, you're always carrying around that axe, for example. Axe, uh, yes, I have an axe made out of axe body spray bottles. It's a new product that I'm hawking. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yes. Man, you know what I did uh, yesterday? I used a saw, mm-hmm. and it went great. It really went well. What'd you saw? 
I sawed the bottom limbs off of a Christmas tree. You know how often to get the Christmas tree into the base of the Christmas tree, like the bottom limbs are like preventing it from getting down in there enough? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. You know the exact kind of thing I'm talking about. I had this I had this saw for a long time that was a garbage saw. It's just the worst. But I would just keep trying to saw with it. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a saw for myself. Daddy, Daddy needs a new saw. And so I, I went, I bought, I looked up on the internet what's a good kind of saw. I bought it. You know, it was like $25 or something. I, was, I wanted to pay $16, but that's fine. Where did you, where'd you buy it from? You know, I bought it from a popular online retailer. Ouch. Possibly it was a, a popular... Um, Problematic. A, a popular <laughs> home... These are both... Both of the possibilities of places <laughs> I bought it from are highly problematic. Because the other one is a home is a home renovation store uh, that's owned by a very problematic man. Um, yeah. That's why you got to get them... You got to get them right from Jigsaw. The, uh, yeah. The just go to his Etsy shop. He's a small business owner who we have to support now more than ever. To saw with a saw that works is a dream experience. It is extraordinary. Like the, 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 it was like I wasn't doing nothing. And these branches were just coming right off of their own accord. It was a, it was a, wonderful, it was a wonderful moment in my life. Is this another ad? <laughs> yes, go to Jigsaw's Etsy store, <laughs> where you'll receive not only a fine saw, but an ironic punishment that will teach you to live life to the fullest. <laughs> All right. Well, Joni, you have to pick your wife up at, at work. So yeah. um, uh, tell, us, tell us about your new podcast, because you've got a new podcast. Yeah, I'm doing a uh, fun new podcast called Let Me Watch Your Movie With You. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, basically, it's an interview show that's also a commentary track where I watch a movie with someone that was involved in it, um, and we record uh, ourselves watching it, and I ask questions, and they do commentary because I kind of miss commentary tracks and and so you um we have the kind of the guideline you know the guide to how to kind of sync it up or you could just listen along and um and it's a uh, it's a lot it's been a lot of fun I've uh I've had uh, Mick Garrison he was the director of Critters 2 Whoa. um <laughs> cool and that was really rad cuz he also like you know went on to like do the TV movie versions of The Stand um, and The Shining, and he also wrote Hocus Pocus, and he's like this incredible, amazing, huge figure in the in horror. Um, and uh, but then I also I did uh, I had Alex Winter on, and we watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey um, awesome. together. Oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, and then I had Derek Mears on, who played Jason Voorhees uh, in the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, um, and he's also the new Swamp Thing. He's a really incredible guy, um, and. Yeah, it's like uh, we're, I'm going to be watching uh, Toy Soldiers with Will Wheaton. Um, I'd be watching, you know, uh, I, I watched uh, with uh, Academy Award winning writers, Larry Kesarowski and uh, Scott Alexander. We watched the, their directorial debut, Screwed, starring Norm MacDonald and Dave Chappelle. No sure. way. Wait, those guys directed Screwed? Yeah. That's so funny. They wrote and directed huh, it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, did you know that uh, Tartofsky actually directed Dirty Work? No. <laughs> Whoa. I'm learning so That's much. True. Bob Saget Tartofsky. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a third one of these, but I don't think there's a third Norm MacDonald movie. No. Uh, I think Screwed was the end of the line on that one. <laughs> um, Jonah, you should pitch this podcast to my daughter. 
who just watched the entire commentary track of the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> she used her allowance money to buy it on DVD so she could watch the commentary that's, track. That's adorable. With the director and Alec Baldwin. Oh, my God. <laughs> so wait, not even, not even Mike Myers? No, because Mike Myers only did that movie like because he got sued because he didn't do the Sprockets movie or something like that. Oh. It was a legal settlement that led him to... Uh, to be in that movie. Wow. He was out of there as quick as he could. Which is funny because it's like, if you've ever, I'm sure you noticed, like his version of The Cat in the Hat is essentially Linda Richmond from the Coffee Talk sketch. (laughs) Yes, it is like a much more manic version of Linda Richmond from the Coffee Talk. I've seen the whole movie now. What does Alec Baldwin play in it? He is the disgusting bad guy. He is like a creepy neighbor who horn dogs on the mom uh, because he wants to marry her so he can get his television out of repossession. Um, <laughs> this movie now, sounds great. <laughs> I know, I know what you're thinking, Jordan. Alec Ball, like horn dogging on the mom in a children's movie, like that's creepy. Uh, the cat also repeatedly does that. Wow. Hmm. There is like a scene where the cat picks up a picture of the mom. And then unfolds it like a centerfold and goes like, Row. you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Who plays Jesus. the mom? I don't remember. She does a good job. Okay. She's so hot, I mean, though. She is totally horning for her. Is. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it Jackie from, is it Jackie from Roseanne? Lori <laughs> uh, Metcalf. She has Laurie a name. Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Yeah, the great Lori Metcalf. Divine She's Lori wonderful. Metcalf. Good One of the best actors of, good of her generation. Really genuinely brilliant, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, if you're listening, we just want you to know that we'll only horn dog on you if that's cool with you, but no matter what, we'll respect your incredible craft. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Also, in Norm MacDonald's sitcom. So that brings it oh, around. Oh, yeah, totally. She oh, was, that's because right. They're, they're really good buddies because they worked on Roseanne together. That's, See, that's why she right. was a writer pod, there. Yeah. Norm this MacDonald, podcast is good. When Norm <laughs> MacDonald was like hot stuff in Hollywood after he got fired from Saturday Night Live, uh, he got that sitcom deal and he insisted that Laurie Metcalf be his co-star because he was such good buddies with her. Hmm. There you go. That's fun. And I mean, also, she's a brilliant actor and he's a horrible actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's fu- he's funny he's though. Like, like it's, how can I sign? Oh, yes. How can I Seinfeld this? <laughs> I like yeah. Dirty Work so much. I think it's such a yeah, funny movie. Funny. Um, yeah, I watched it. I watched it relatively recently. There are definitely some things that did not age well, but uh, it still made me laugh like an asshole. Like I really laughed a lot at Dirty Work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so good. Well, Jonah, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. We will release you to your motor vehicle. Thank you so much. Uh, but it's always great to talk with the great Jonah Ray. Um, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I really had a good time. Uh, and uh, bye. <laughs> There's your classic catchphrase, bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, more, Jordan, it's uh, bye. <laughs> Get your uh, bye t-shirts at JonahRay.com. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Well, hello. 
Hello, I'm Renee Colvert. Hi, I'm Alexis Preston, and we are the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog? And we got breaking news, we got an expose, and all the beans have been spilled via an Apple podcast review that said, this show isn't well-researched. <gasps> well, yeah, no duh. Of course it's not. Not since the day we started has it been well-researched. Guessing and anthropomorphizing dogs is what we do. The Can I Pet Your Dog promise is that we will never do more than 10 seconds of research before telling you excitedly about any dog we see. I'm going to come at you with top 10 enthusiasm, minimal facts. We're here for a good time, not an educated time. So if you love dogs and you don't love research, well, <laughs> you know what? Come on in to Can I Pet Your Dog podcast every Tuesday on Maximum Fun Network. <laughs> Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is... It was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jordan, I want to address the question of, of Walton Noggins. Please. Uh, I have not actually talked to him about this, so I should, probably, I should probably talk to him before he listens to this episode. But I have this idea, you know, our friend, our friend Ben Harrison is a, is a real cocktail enthusiast. Uh, he used to do a, uh, still sometimes does a, a cocktail podcast called Let's Drink About It with our friend Chris Bowman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bet that, you know, you you put it out there that you wanted to know what Walton Noggins was. Right. Without thinking too much about practically how it would be done. Yeah. I bet we could, I bet we could uh, make Ben Harrison make the different possibilities for Walton Noggins. And uh, like have a segment where he actually drinks the Walton Nogginses. I think that'd be great. Okay. Well, uh, now that I've the secreted that out into the world, (laughs) rather than rather than directly asking one of my best friends, I think he'll do it. I think he'll do it. We'll find a time and we'll do a full Walton Noggins segment. If you win the Walton Noggins, uh, I mean. That's what I would call a momentous occasion. When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Our phone number, 206-984-4FUN. You can also send a voice memo to jjgo at MaximumFun.org. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, has selected a few such calls. Let's listen to one. Hello, this is Will, and uh, I'm calling out of Vermont. i got a company that makes... Uh, hot spiced apple cider concentrate. Uh, this time of year, we're usually pretty busy, so I've been listening to a lot of Max Fun podcasts. So thank you for that. My momentous occasion is uh, yesterday. I got an order for a hundred jugs uh, of our cider <laughs> from none other than Sweet James. <laughs> so wow. 
I'm hoping that they plan to use them for uh, client gifts uh, as opposed to uh, something more sexual in nature. But, uh, anyway, thanks for uh, keeping me going uh, during the busy season here. Bye. Sweet James is like, fuck your quarantine. I'm having a spice cider bacchanalia. <laughs> no masks allowed. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, Sweet James is a local billboard lawyer uh, that I think uh, Brian uh, researched to also have something of a sex dungeon in his house. So just to give yeah, a he's pumped about his sex dungeon. He he shares it in the press, right? <laughs> I don't know I how that would come up in an interview about being a lawyer, but uh, I, uh, he found I, a way. I want to be clear that I was not when I was laughing as this call was playing. I was not laughing at this man for having a cider concentrate jug business in Vermont. Uh, I was laughing because that seems wonderful to me. That is like, uh, like that is like, that is so good. It could be the plot of a a lifetime Christmas movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. He's like, I make cider in a town that outlawed Christmas. Yeah. Well, a big city, when a big city lawyer came to town with a huge order. Played by Dean (laughs) Cain. Yeah, Dean Kane plays Dean Kane as Sweet as James. Sweet James. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I I listen. Sweet James, he's a pillar of the community. I would like it if he would shop local. I don't know, you know, right. why he's going to Vermont for his cider, but uh, you mm. know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it here. I'll just uh, yeah, strongly worded letter. I mean, you don't have to. It's not like you have to keep it in Los Angeles if you went to. Carlsbad, for example, I could forgive that. Yeah, but to go all the way across the country for your spiced cider concentrate jugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think anybody ever says to that caller? Do you think anybody says nice jugs? <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, seems like I'm, a missed opportunity if they don't. Something maybe maybe just another kind of buried funny thing about this is that. Does Sweet James use Sweet James as his name for, like, the mailing address? Like, how did this guy know? His autofill on Chrome just yeah, fills in Sweet, sweet James. <laughs> First name Sweet, last name James. <laughs> sweet James Sipowitz or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Man, what if Sweet James was the son of Detective Sipowitz from NYPD Blue? <laughs> I mean... I think people would freak the fuck out, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, people that would, would be fu- some wild shit. not stop freaking out. That would be like when you find out that Paul Giamatti's dad was the commissioner of baseball. What? Oh, fuck, what? Holy shit. Yeah. And Janice from The Sopranos is John Turturro's sister. Oh, my God. Fuck! Oh, my God. Shit! <laughs> oh. And... They sh- on NYPD Blue, they showed Jimmy Smith's butt. Oh, my God. So take that into account. Fuck. People are probably flipping their lids. Let's take another call. Hey, Jordan. This is Josh from Chicago calling on a message occasion. I just saw Magic Eye posters for the first time. <laughs> I guess I'd never had them growing up or anything. And we were, I was babysitting, and uh, we were flipping through her books. And I got it to work, and she was wonderful. It was awesome. Things were popping out of the cage. There were fish and dogs, and it was just great. Uh, that's all. Thanks. This guy just now in 2020. <laughs> guy just found out. 
man, we should somebody mail this man a slap bracelet and blow That's his ex- fucking literally mind. what I was gonna say, Jordan. <laughs> Or what about those things that go clack, clack, clack? You know, it's like right two the, the businessman balls. Yeah, but not no, not the businessman ones. The ones with a handle that are made of plastic that you get at the science museum gift store. Yeah, and then and you kind of go like up and down. Colors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. that's what <laughs> man. You know what though? Hmm. He's not lying. Those fucking magic eye posters are cool as shit. It's amazing. Great. It's totally amazing. How do they get the third dimension in there? I rem- I still remember the day when I finally saw the one hanging at Aaron Plotkin's house. Oh my God. Plotkin's was the one of the greatest ones of all time. It was a sailboat, Jesse. Re- really nice weeks, jugs on that for- sailboat too. Yeah. <laughs> Big natural jugs on that sailboat. <laughs> It was it was uh, sailing from the Caribbean to uh, the the American Northeast with jugs of rum. By the way, right, right, right. Big natural jugs of rum. <laughs> <laughs> not, not synthetic jugs. No, we're natural. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's take one more. Why don't we take one more? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Um, this is my momentous occasion. Uh, so last year on this day, I was, um, working at a tea shop and, um, during my shift, I got robbed at gunpoint and it was incredibly traumatizing and, um, really a horrifying experience, uh, life-changing in many ways. Um, and on this day, the anniversary of that, um, horrible event, I decided I would go back to the tea shop where I no longer work um, because it was too difficult uh, facing that work every day. Um, But I decided I would go back and I would, uh, you know, put on my mask and stand six feet away from everybody and uh, talk with the owner, have a chat, buy some tea and rebuild positive memories of that place. And I'm really glad I did that today. I had a wonderful time just going back there and talking with the the owner and the employees and the people who I care about um, because they really are like family to me. And um, I'm just really glad that I got to go there and have a nice experience and essentially say fuck you to the asshole who decided to point a gun at me. Um, because he can't control my life and he can't control what that space means to me. Um, so fuck you asshole with the gun. And, uh, here's to, here's to healing. Thanks very much. Love you all. Love you too. Good for you. Yeah. What that's a badass awesome. move. Wow. Heck, heck yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's very scary. I imagine having a gun pointed. I've had a few knives pointed at me, and it fucking horrified me. Um, can I recommend CBT, cock and ball torture? Um, can be really helpful in situations like this if you do trauma aware cock and ball torture, right? Or cognitive, cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy. therapy. Either These one, whichever options. one is Two. is covered by your insurance. Good options, or Two you know, really rock solid possibilities <laughs> there. Um, yeah. what, what's your favorite tea, Jordan? Darjeeling? Oh, um, you know, I am, I've been loving, I have been loving a mint or a peppermint tea. 
uh, lately. That is a nice Just, tea. it's so refreshing. Uh, you know, no, no, uh, no caffeine kick gonna surprise you in the middle of the day. Just a nice tea. That is a really nice tea. You like a jasmine tea? I like a jasmine tea. Okay, yeah, jasmine is nice. Um, sure. Are you? I guess I don't. I've never, I have not known you to be a tea guy. Are you currently a tea guy? I'm an occasional tea guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta. Sometimes you gotta order something if you're not a coffee drinker. Sure. So you just have a tea. I, I actually like. Uh, I like various black teas a lot. I, I can't really drink them because for headache reasons. But you know, my stepmother's Irish, so. There's just a lot of tea drinking going on in my house when I was a kid. Um, but you know what? I have to say, I really like an oolong. Mm, sure. That's a great tea. One of the greats. I, I agree. If I'm making tea Rushmore, oolong's up there. <laughs> and I'm going to put peppermint up there too, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you for putting one of my favorite teas up on Tea Rushmore. <laughs> you know and, what, though? And I like that be... so much, I'm not going to tell the Doughboys we're stealing their segment. <laughs> if something momentous happens to you, 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number. JJGO at MaximumFun.org is the email address. You can send us a voice memo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, it's been a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with our friend Jonah Ray. Ah, we sure did. Hawaii's favorite son. Yes, one of the best guys. Yeah, world-class guy. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, talking tea. Uh, mm-hmm. Spilling the tea. <laughs> spilling the tea. As they say. You got it, buddy. We we did not uh, manage to come up with the name of that thing that has a handle with the two balls that clack together, and it looks like it's changing colors when you go clack, 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 clack by pumping it up and down. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I remember what it's called. CBT. <laughs> Yes. You gotta torture those balls by clacking them. Yeah. Clack, 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 clack. Nasty balls. <laughs> uh, hey, I know this is usually the uh, place where we let our guest plug. Uh, since that's already happened, maybe I can uh, list a few independent bookstores and comic book stores where people are pre ordering the Bubble graphic novel. Love it. This is the graphic novel that you and our friend Sarah Morgan wrote. It is based on the hit podcast that you created called Bubble. It is a humorous sci-fi world where everything takes place under a bubble, where the sort of bubble of uh, of fancy young adult urbanity is a literal bubble uh, in a terrifying wasteland. Um, if people haven't listened to the podcast, get your fucking act together. Uh, but it's now it's now a graphic novel and pre-orderable. Pre-orderable, uh, and a lot of people are doing it uh, through their local indie bookstore or comic book store, which is uh, a super awesome way to do it. You can get it from various online retailers as well. But um, but I think this is uh, this is a pretty dynamite way to do it. I've heard uh, River Run Books in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, Porter Square Books in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Phantom of the Attic Comics in Pittsburgh, PA, uh, Bridge City Comics in Portland. Ah, we finally got a Portland. I was fu- I was fucking 
I was reading reading the Riot Act a couple weeks ago because nobody from Portland had got at me yeah. telling me they had pre-ordered. And I'm like, this city has that city has two things has three things. One, riffs on classic American comfort food. Yeah. Two, Jordan Jesse Go listeners. Sure. Three, indie bookstores and comic book stores. Yeah. So Bridge City Comics in Portland. Four, uh, the great Clyde the Glide Drexler. Yes, of course. A riff on classic American comfort food himself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bookmark Shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Again, another place uh, that it was that I was mad we hadn't heard from yet. So uh, the Bookmark Shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Way to go. Tidal Wave Books in Anchorage, Alaska. Third Street Books in McMinnville, Oregon. Oh, here's a good one. This is fun to say. You guys are going to like this. Uh, from Long Beach, California, of course. We all love to shop at Page Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is mainly an anarchist bookstore. But you can pre-order a bubble there because they're the best fucking anarchist bookstore in Long Beach. Yeah. Page Against the Machine. Page Against the Machine. Uh, Proud Lion Comics in a British city that I will have a hard time pronouncing. Sure, Ketlin just say Ham. Lester... Pawn Marleybone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kethlenham Gloucester. Sure. I don't think I fucked that up too bad. And of course, Destiny City Comics in Tacoma, Washington. A lot of fine places that you can pre order Bubble. If uh, you've pre ordered it from your local shop and you want me to shout them out, uh, let me know. Hit me up on uh, any social media. Why aren't people pre ordering this book in San Francisco? We had one in San San Francisco. Francisco. Where's Green Apple Books? Where's Forest Books? We got one from Bird and Beckett. That's not a real bookstore. Yeah, you're right. I just made it up. (laughs) Come on. Where's where's people buying from Adobe Books? Yeah, come on, guys. Get your acts together. Gee whiz. Look, I heard that Aardvark Book closed, and we're all sad about Aardvark Books, but come on. Get your act together. Bubble, pre-order it. Let us know where. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Very kind of them to let us uh, share their wonderful music on our program. Uh, you can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook, where you can join the Maximum Fun Facebook group and like Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, where Jordan is, uh, Jordan David Morris, is that what it is? Jordan David Morris, yeah. Uh, I had to add my middle name because of the soccer guy, um, and I regret it. I shouldn't yeah. have done that. I should have done a number or something. Anyway, whatever. Fuck it, right? Yeah, Who cares? Like, yeah, like horny Jordan Morris or something like that. <laughs> yes, horny for chicken sando, Jordan <laughs> Morris. I'm Horny uh, for sando. I'm put.this.on on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris and with the hashtag JJGo. I think that's everything. That's all the things. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.